Wait a second. Forget it. Forget it. We don't have any love. We're going to start this uh, episode off with personal reminiscence, I guess. I just was down at the store, the Ocean View Market, and the post office, where the post office has regularly had uh, many of us going in. And um, I hear from a lot of people without masks that they just forgot it. And it's let go. On the other hand... Right next to it, at the Ocean View Market, uh, they've got a stand to wash your hands with uh, toxic hand lotion. Last time I looked, it had two at least endocrine disruptors in it. And they don't offer masks, but they're going to deny food and gas at their gas pump to anybody who doesn't wear a mask. Okay, well, uh, I asked them for the written, have that written, because I'm considering doing a uh, class action. After all, we do have the same damages. We're locked down. Whether somebody lost everything or just a little bit, it affected us economically. But the basic damage was the loss of our freedom. So if we don't go for economic loss and we go for what is the value of having your, your life, your ability to be free enough to be an entrepreneur. How much is that worth to give up? I've heard a lot of people giving it up for a paycheck. You know, what is, it, what is that? Less than 15 bucks an hour? Heck, man, that's cheap. Bill Gates could employ a lot of people as slaves for that. I'm pretty, oh, that's right, he does. Uh, I can't say that for sure. Maybe he doesn't. Uh, I, from my experience, have have noticed that Bill never was very honest with the people that he hired. He uh, extorted them through, uh, you know, elitist ways. He had money and they didn't. So they worked really hard for a little bit of money and he got rich on their work. You can ask any of the hackers that uh, that he, you know, fed on his and let sleep on his, on his floor uh, for code writing, which now, you know, what code's worth. Once you write it, it's like writing a book or something. It keeps coming back. So, 
I, I went over to the gas station across the highway, and uh, that's Chad's place, and his, his mom and dad have, have the Kahuku Market Ranch, and they're pretty decent people, except they know their customers, and um, Chad knows that most people at his parents' place, which I haven't checked yet, go in there um, for something they consider more valuable than food. Enough said. So anyway, at Chad's place, yep, they will definitely deny gas if you don't wear a mask. Um, not everybody's wearing a mask, but is anybody snitching at the, this point? They did snitch on our auto parts store, and so I report to them on a regular basis as to what's going on. But it comes down to who's in charge? You know, that's a classic way for a criminal conspiracy to go ahead. Nobody's in charge, apparently. There's a governor. They say certain things. There's a mayor. They say certain things. Then there's the actual businesses. Now, the pizza joint's open. Yeah, you got to wear a mask to go in there and buy pizza, which is like some of the worst nutrition you can get and probably will kill you. But uh, I guess I just got over pizza when I got out of college, more or less. <clears throat> anyway... It's, it's an interesting situation because then I went into the Malama market. And the Malama market doesn't have hand washing out front. Although the mayor's uh, printed declaration that was supposed to come to an end at the beginning of June did say that we had to have hand sanitizers before grocery stores and masks. And, you know, God knows what else. Gloves, but that he, he wasn't thinking about that. Nevertheless, they're not supplying masks nor gloves, and one of the stores isn't supplying um, any kind of lotion even to make your hands soft, let alone, you know, sterilize them. They all get upset when I tell them that it's their fault because they, they don't have any ultraviolet lamps. they got to put ultraviolet lamps everywhere, and those little nice conveyor belts and whatnot just run things through, and they'd be sterilized, just run the thing down to a slow pace. We'd be slowed up a bit, but everything would be virucided. Uh, the, I mean, viruses would be killed. And that's just a fact. That's why the ultraviolet works with the vitamin D and helps you get better. And, you know, it, it's part of our being able to be able to survive in this very hostile world. And, you know, if you think about the people that came long ago that they were tearing down the statues for, of course... They didn't know if they were going to drop off the end of the earth. They didn't know if they were going to get across that mountain before the snow kept them there and they became skeletons. The people, pretty much, go back to the Iceman. He froze to death in the Alps. I think it was the Italian Alps. And, um, and gave us lots of things to look at. But he was, a, he was a man who tried to survive. That's all we all have to do is try to survive. We don't have to survive. We don't have to have zero deaths. That's insane. We, we can't have zero disease. That's also insane. People get sick from all kinds of things. You get staph. What are they going to do? Say, I'm sorry, you've got a staph infection with the COVID. The two of those are almost a fatal mixture, and you must be put in an old folks' home because they're waiting to die, and we're going to try to make sure that you all die together. I mean, that you're all taken care of about the same. So anyway, I walk in and I say to uh, 
the lady that she doesn't like me, but who likes anybody who's a squeaky wheel? I'm the one who who's outside of the norm. All of these lemmings are ready to jump off the edge of the cliff because they've got their masks on. Well, she gets uppity about, I don't have a mask. I'm, I've got a little scarf that I kind of put to my mouth and I kind of don't. And to put my card in the thing to pay for this stuff, she gives me a hard time that, you know, oh, you got to get, you, you know, can't you do this? Can't you do that? And eventually... I just tell her about the class action and, you know, how I want something in writing. And she gives me this malarkey about how um, they're not going to deny me food. They'll do the shopping for me and that I can come in after they figure something out and pay for it and that'll work. And I'm so delighted that they're willing to shut the store down so that I can be free. Because maybe the rest of the people say, how come? How come they get to do that? Why can't I do that? Because you all can. And that's the story for today. They might renege in the future, but they're willing to let me give them my list. And they'll go get the stuff and ring it up. And I can walk in and I can buy it. I like that. Now that's a senior service I can get into. Aloha for now, and I hope you're successful, and let's keep pushing at those boundaries that they keep trying to put on us. I think I got what it takes to be a citizen. Good for you. Go find her. Well, my parents are against it, and I know it's my choice. I was wondering, what would you do if you were me? Figuring things out for yourself is the only freedom anyone really has. so much to talk about. You might recognize this from the Talking Heads, Life During Wartime. Every time I walk outside, I feel like it's a war against my mind. Everyone conforming. Everyone okay with Everything's free. All we do is print the money up and it's free. It's good for the earth that we're dying. But it isn't. It's good for the elite. They can enslave your children more easily. Where? Where can I go? I just found out. There's no flights out of Hawaii, not until later, this ain't no fooling around, it's time to get active, it's time to stand up, what are you doing, I've been doing it for a long, long time, got it, I'm in time, I'm on the vibe, I'm surfing the mental psychosphere. Or is it psychosphere? I'm ready, but how do I get out? It looks like Florida wants to lock us down for another year. What are you going to do? 
Why don't you call in? Why don't you send something to say Salvation Stomp? Salvation Stomp at gmail.com. I'll read some of your stuff or record something. As long as it's not too racy, I guess, for the average ear. Well, you know, I don't mind twitching an ear or poking an eye from now. But go ahead. Where are we going? They're going to shut everything down. How are you going to get some food? Who's picking up the garbage when you're laying around? Heard about Houston? Heard about Detroit? Heard about Pittsburgh Heard about Atlanta. Heard about all over. All the white people saying they're black. That's the way of the Bolshevik. Everything they say is just the opposite of what they mean. It's a revolution. They want you to be confused. They want you to give up. Remember, the party has a leader. Not a president. This is a republic. An American republic where we have the Bill of Rights, liberty, freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, freedom not to wear masks, freedom to live, freedom to be pioneers. Listen carefully. We got some genius. They got a chance but they won't win. AI is fruitless. It's just a data collector and deciding what you want to search for. It's a loop. It's based on what? Human frailty. It's fallible, but they don't care. They've armed their AI with guns. They call them armed guards, robots. And eventually, they'll get the message. That's right, the American Ruse. The American Ruse, it's coming. And it's gonna be bloody. And you must know this about communism, Bolshevism, socialism, that once the hierarchy is set, the guy above you shoots your brains out so there's no competition. Hooray for tyranny. It's what you wanted. You're gonna to get to experience it. If you don't wake up, it'll be for generations. Oh, you'll have the world, but you won't have anything else, nothing. You'll be slaves of those who do have and pretend that they can give it to you. Who are going to be the farmers? Who's going to be the garbage pickup people? Oh, yeah. Like my song, Have They Told You? Are you an alpha or a jet? What's your class from the lab? Indian, warrior, thief, or lawyer. We all live in an animal farm where the pigs are in control. Okay, for now, for all you cats, you jazz aficionados, you people that need some time off the plantation, this is what we do to get off the plantation. We get a little bit of Glenn Miller this time in the mood.
Go ahead, you can tap your toe. You can bob your head. And if you can get up, you can swing your hips a little too. You know, that's what we used to do back in the 60s. The weekends were meant for getting together, dancing, getting high, meeting somebody. Oh yeah. I remember the youngsters these days, they tried to have a love-in. It was just an orgy. Where's the fun in that? I like a little wink, a little smile. Oh yeah. was a nice little interlude I hope and we'll get back to things like that because we need that day to day but right now I'd like to, to say to Justice Gorsuch and and the other four that voted along with him since um, it's it's known that and nobody wants to say this very loudly but I'm a transsexual a repentant transsexual and the thing there is that it's like too much for people so I had to write a book, and it's the true story of a psychic hermaphrodite. Kind of schizoid, but what else are you going to do? So, that's coming out. I'll let you know when, of course. But as for now, um, where was I? Oh, the justices. Well, back in 2013, after filing in 2012, in the district court in San Francisco for the Northern District of California, my lawsuit against the EEOC and the city and county of San Francisco for discrimination against me for not being a transgender. And I tried to explain to the justices at that time, or the justice in charge, Chen, I think was his name, um, or, or that was the judge the, at, at the district court, uh, that uh, there's a difference. You could go right to the to the papers in San Francisco and, and the transgenders were, were advertising they had six-inch Johnsons. So I, I didn't see where that was anything more than a transvestite. But then I guess I'm old school because my birth certificate says sex. I guess the new ones are going to say gender. And that's very fluid, I guess. You get a new birth certificate whenever you change your gender if you feel like it uh, because who knows what's real. But anyway, I know that they discriminated against me, and I'll tell you why. I filed because I had passed all the tests, but they would not give me an interview. Two transgenders on the Civil Rights, uh, the Human Rights Commission, lied through their teeth about everything. It turned out that what they call the lateral uh, transfer never happened, and a certain person was a personal advisor to, I, I think the guy's name was Teresa Sparks, uh, the head of the commission, and uh, that name was Zula Jones. 
And she's been picked up by the FBI in the shrimp boy case for uh, exposing that she learned from Willie Brown uh, how to do the corruption game, how to get the bribes. And quite frankly, it's Rolodex bribery. And when you think about Rolodex bribery, it's very hard to prove that the political contribution was in the favoritism uh, that sometime in the future here, not too long, that that person would actually get a lucrative contract. Now, the way that they do this, and I learned this from uh, a whistleblower, um, and that's how I got into whistleblowing myself in a lot of ways. Um, Richard had written about spot bills in Paradise Lost, uh, Trying Day. And, um, well, what they do, and this is Feinstein and, and all the gang, they actually write bills and pass them, but they leave out two important blanks. The amount of money that they're going to decide to put into that particular legislation and the name of the person who's going to do the work. Well, that turns out to be like the construction. All the subsidiary services that's lucrative, and it's very hard to, to line them up because it's a Rolodex. You kind of go through there, and it's 10 or 20 people who go on a rotation, you know, not necessarily right on schedule, but pretty darn close. The other thing that Willie taught her, and this is something people should know because we've lost a lot at this point, is that by appointing someone to an elected official seat that you've elevated to a non-elected higher appointed position like a regional uh, commissar. You know, those regional uh, planning things that they have in California where they do several counties. So, there's that whole thing. So I, ha I had to go to the Civil Rights Commission and they said, uh, you know, we don't want to talk to you. We won't even open the door. Uh, no, you, you can't have an interview. Uh, you pass the test, but no. And so I said, I don't, this doesn't make any sense. So I, I made a complaint to the, um, to the uh, civil, what do they call that? The civil, the commission, uh, anyway, the civil commission. And uh, <clears throat> the fellow there had gone to Georgetown Law like I had, and we had a wonderful, wonderful battle. And he said at the end that he wanted more information from the, uh, from the transgenders, essentially, who were, you know, colluding with human resources uh, to make sure that nobody got out of line. They got the resources they want, and they were all compliant. Okay, within a couple weeks, that uh, that fellow, Don, was run over in a hit-and-run and killed while he was jogging. Now, this is only in passing because I was also accepted to two other positions. One was a youth counselor at the recreation department, as I recall, and that closed up before they could actually get me on the job. It was just, it was canceled. And the other one was the mayor's housing commission. And I was excited because, of course, the housing's a big issue for the poor and everyone else. And so, about 20 days before I was, start, I was supposed to start, they canceled the position. They canceled any positions. No more. So... <clears throat> I, I made these complaints in district court, federal district court, and when I mentioned Sula Jones' name, I was immediately 
um, served, we were headed for a settlement conference. But what happened was uh, Judge Chen, I think was his name, decided when I brought up Jones that uh, that was just too much. And he ruled against me and dismissed the case with prejudice. With prejudice. At first, the case was written too long, over 100 pages. I mean, I had like 9 or 12 or something uh, charges of conspiracy and, and allegations and, you know, collusions between San Francisco and the different departments, the EEOC, which sits in San Francisco, all those things in San Francisco that have actually conspired to create a lawless uh, judiciary, as well as a lawless society, as well as a lawless legislature, as well as a lawless governor. So I then, I appealed to the uh, Ninth Circuit, and they said, I, I asked at that point, because I was homeless, um, if, if they would be kind and, and give me a, a waiver on the fee. And they wrote back and said, no, and we're gonna, you have to pay and we're going to rule against you. I figured, well, you can't really ask me to pay if you're going to rule against me. So I let them do that. <clears throat> and then I applied for certiorari to the Supreme Court of the United States. And I believe the number was 13-10198. And I believe that just two or three days ago, you justices said that I couldn't be discriminated against in employment, and I have all the proof. And you said, when you turned down the certiori, that it was impossible for a transsexual, even if they disagreed with the LGBT, to be discriminated against in San Francisco especially by all these wonderful departments, all sitting there, all pretending to be uh, wonderfully liberal, ex except if you didn't believe everything that they told you to believe. So I'm asking you, over this podcast, to reopen my case, Gottschalk versus San Francisco, and the EEOC, etc., 13-10198 application for writ of sorciori. What do you say, guys? I was thrown on the streets for seven years during that period. Couldn't get any help from San Francisco. Couldn't get jobs. Couldn't even win a case in San Francisco. They brought in ringers to rule against me so that they could put a, a perfectly cogent woman under a conservatorship because a doctor had said she had had superior intellect before, but now she was pretty much just above average. Wow. You want to be in a conservatorship with your children or somebody taking all your goods and telling you when you can go out and have, you know, $5 for a cup of coffee or, or anything like that? Or aren't we supposed to be free? This is really getting to be quite a problem. And so... That's what I'm saying. It's time to straighten up justice. Without justice, and justice is, a, is like the summa of, of law. It, it doesn't look for just mere logic. It goes to reason. And it's not reasonable to allow the destruction of fertility and innocence with our children because you don't know the difference between a transgender, a woman, a transsexual, and everything else because it's a really hard thing to talk about.
But that's exactly why I started talking about it and why I've taken the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune for so long. And I will stand up for the rights of children and their innocence that you would dare take away. But you owe me. San Francisco owes me. It's about time you you coughed up. I don't know if anybody's going to take this case. I don't know if anybody's going to take it seriously that when they oppress me, they oppress everyone. I was, I was actually banned off of Twitter, geez, over three years ago, because I, I exposed their AI fraud. And I'll say it again, artificial intelligence is only data collection. You decide what you're collecting. I want to know your number. I want to know your sex. You decide what you want to know about a person or their habits. And then when you go to use it, It's selection criterion. You decide what you're looking for. Well, I want everybody who's bought uh, candy in the last month because I know they got a sweet tooth. And I'm going to send them things that show them delicious candy. That's not intelligence. That's an algorithm that will eventually go to the lowest common denominator called a loop because they'll get your basic profile And that's all you'll ever be to them, is a number and a profile. Wake up, people. The communist structure is a hierarchy without checks and balances. The Central Committee elects the presidents for life. You're worried about Trump being a president for life or a dictator? You're setting yourselves up to have one of your commissars as the one and only dictator. And you'll love your your situation until things start falling apart. You never saw East Germany during the rule of the Soviets. It never got out of the 40s. When the wall came down, they entered the, the modern world. But you have to know that that's where the Stasi was really, or whatever it was, the, the, their secret police were, were active over there. It was a controlled society. And brothers and sisters, I pity you. I think we're going to get that. I'm fortunately old enough that they'll probably slaughter me in the first wave. But a lot of you are going to have to live many, many years, decades even, under the iron fist of political correctness and uh, being told that you're going to do whatever they say. If you have to wear a mask, if you have to parade in a in a cod piece, if you have to not wear shoes because there are no more shoes, or if you have to go sifting through the garbage because nobody's picking it up, and sometimes people throw a little bit too much away and you might be able to survive on it. You're going to find out what the favela is like. You're going to find out what poverty is like. You're going to find out the hopelessness that you brought on yourselves by thinking that everything for free without considering who's going to make the stuff that you're getting for free. Who's going to bring it to you? How are you going to get all this stuff? Where's it going to be made? No. When the stores are empty, so to speak, when the factories close down, when there's no more gas in the car, we're all going to feel it. We're all going to feel it.
All right, here we come to the end of this episode. And I want to remind you, chain of fools, you enslave yourself with the mask. You enslave yourself with the conformity. You enslave yourself more and more each and every day. And believe me, this tar baby ain't going away. You're stuck. Well, friends, here it is Father's Day, and I'd like to remind people that despite my problems in life, my afflictions, my father taught me not to make fun of people. He taught me to respect people. He taught me to have ethics, to have integrity. My father taught me a lot of good things despite all of his failings, which we all have. And so on this Father's Day, I'd like to thank all you fathers and all you hormonal wet nurse mothers who should have been fathers. And let's try to get healthy once again. I know that we're all suffering. So one of our favorite songs was one of our favorite singers, Astrid. <coughs> this is Astrid. This is Antonio Carlos Moça do corpo dourado do sol de Ipanema O seu balançado é mais que um poema É a coisa mais linda que eu já vi passar Ah, por que estou tão sozinho? Ah, por que tudo é tão triste? Beleza que não é só minha, que também passa sozinha. Ah, se ela soubesse que quando ela passa, o mundo sorrindo se enche de graça e fica mais lindo por causa do amor. Ok, boys, you ready for Astrid?
Okay, dads, that's for you. And I think that we all really underestimate our dads. So let's see if we can find a, a track to go out. This is going to be a very short podcast. But Quiet chords from my guitar Floating on the silence Thanks for teaching me ethics, Dad Quiet thoughts and quiet dreams Quiet walks by quiet streams And a window that looks out on Corcovado Smile, you did well. Esse 
canção Pra fazer feliz a quem se ama Muita calma pra pensar E ter tempo pra sonhar Da janela vê seu corcovado O Redentor que lindo Quero a vida sempre assim Com você perto de mim Até o apagar da velha chama Descrente desse mundo Ao encontrar você Eu conheci O que é felicidade, meu my listeners. Thanks to DFM Radio Televisie Internationale from Amsterdam. I think we're going to be heard through them all over Europe. And thank you, McLeod, for saying you actually heard the podcast and you liked it. This is a special gift to all our followers. Com você perto de mim Até o apagar da velha chama E eu que era triste Descrente desse mundo Ao encontrar você eu conheci O que é felicidade, meu amor So remember, mom may have given us life, but dad gave his life.